0: Hey everyone, welcome back to my blockadian universe. Uh this week I was inspired by Dr. Blay, um, who is a um, you know, activist, and uh on her podcast she just was speaking some truth, capital T um about white woman tears. And um uh, I was just, you know, blown away by it. And um, I was talking to my girlfriends about it. And um, I thought I'd talk about it this week. Shout out to uh, golfer, golf, excuse me, golfer girl uh, for um, giving me the uh, push and inspiration to talk about it this week. So uh, yeah, let's talk about it. One of the first things I remember thinking when I was, um, in university and I decided to, uh, study sociology was, you know, (laughs) uh, diving deep. I noticed, uh, that, um, feminism for black women was different than feminism for white women and nobody really wanted to acknowledge that no one wanted to acknowledge that Um, as women we have very different um, a different fight for equality um, than white women do and you know the whole suffrage movement movement and you know all these things about the right to vote and all these wonderful achievements um nobody wanted to acknowledge that you know people that looked like me were not in, included in that movement and um it wasn't until i started looking for you know black feminist voices that i s you know felt um seen and heard and felt like somebody understood my uh, you know, what I the the equality that I'm fighting for because I'm excluded from that group. It's you know, it it's not um I'm not a part of that uh movement. And um whether intentional or non intentional, it's intentional, but <laughs> I was like, uh, wait, wait, what am I saying here? No, no, it's intentional. Um, there's this understanding of, you know, white privilege and, um, Dr. Robin DiAngelo wrote this book about white fragility and she's, there's so much criticism, um, as well as accolades for the book. and I think it's actually very, um, well put together for a white audience, because you know, when people get really uncomfortable um being challenged in talking about their privileges as white people, I feel like um, uh, white women i guess when i read this book i i have white women in mind i think is maybe her target audience and so i've read the book and one of the things i really that really really uh i liked that she included in it was that you know one of her you know co-workers at the time just was like you know she's presenting she's having a speech and then you know she just um came up to her and said like I need to excuse myself. I just do not have time for white lady tears today. And, you know, it's sort of, she was just like, what, what is this? And, you know, and she sort of addresses it in the book, which is fantastic. But, you know, um, if she said that to a black woman, we would be like, "Mm, I know exactly what you mean. Just, you know, take a break. We, we all don't have time for it. (laughs) Um, so white, Women Tears. Um, it is a a weapon. To quite put it simply, it's a very powerful tool that white women utilize uh, for their advantage. So it is steeped in... historical context, um, it, so white women have been shaped by our history to be seen as precious, as elite, um, as, uh, you know, some, a person to be protected and guarded against, you know, the brute of, you know, the, you know, male, you know, black male slave in America, you know, this desirable, um, I want to say thing, a desirable person, you know, there's this, um, there's this history of you know um, white women needing shielding and protecting and I talk about it when I say protect protecting black women um, a lot because you know we um, our history uh, hasn't been shaped in the same way we haven't been framed in the same way Um, we're not seen the same and I talk about how it has dire consequences on our our health care how we're perceived and taken care of our physical health our needs you know being seen as stronger you know more able to endure pain not taken seriously when we are in pain you know serena williams talks about it when she went through her um after she gave birth to her daughter you know just all these things about historically how our bodies are not seen as precious we're not seen as needing protection um and so white women have a very different history than us in that way um our bodies um, were Um, sold and used and um, through slavery and so you know that has a lasting history this is what we talk about um, all the time when people are like oh it's so long ago no it's it's still shaping the way we see um, white women and it's shaping the way we see black women and so maybe people don't understand the reason why you know, because it's so far removed from their daily lives, but um, white women know uh, how to wield this tool of their tears. They may not know the history behind it, but they will know um, how their tears will be perceived. And they use it to get what they want it It's a very simple thing um in various- situa- various situations i mean it's like the the birth of the Karen that entitlement um you know that um the privilege of being able to be uh, very very powerful but um also being seen as unknowingly weak and um, passive. And we, you know, we see it all the time. Uh, the Amy Cooper who assumed that, you know, when she called the police on uh, a black man, Christian Cooper, that, you know, she would of course be believed, even though she was breaking the law, she knew, um, the power that her cry, her tears would bring upon this black man. I mean, it's, uh, disgusting and despicable that she was, you know, willing to immediately call on, um, that tool because, you know, she didn't like being told, um, to follow the law, um, in Central Park. But, um, we, uh, (laughs) uh, I have to mention Bill Burr, um, he's a comedian and he's so, um, so insightful. Um, and I have to say like another sociologist, I think, uh, he has a very, really good, I think most, I don't know, I think most, uh, I say this a bit like about Chris Rock, most you know comedians have like this really good understanding of social dynamics and i think that's you know why they um, are able to uh be so smart is <laughs> that and he talks about just how he doesn't understand how white women have sort of ex- um dodged this bullet of you know um the blame how everyone's attacking white men and he was like saying that they're you know like (laughs) they're getting the benefits of you know the the white privilege but for some reason they're they've just conveniently dodged uh, all of the blame that white men get and it's hilarious uh, because it's very true you know that they are you know somehow sort of sidestepped it you know he think he mentions like a Gucci boot but anyways it's it's hilarious it's his it's an SNL monologue that does. And it's absolutely brilliant. Um, but anyway, uh, it's one of those things and it's a tool that, um, white women willingly yield, uh, wield, excuse me, to maintain their power. And a lot of people don't want to talk about this nobody wants to address it and um it's it's so um it's such an interesting dynamic that exists that I'm hoping can be, um, challenged and changed. So Jane Elliott has, uh, there's this great video where she's talking about, um, she's the woman who's done the, the activist who's done the, um, brown eye blue eye experiment where she sort of you know takes these kindergarteners and she basically you know uses brown eyes and blue eyes to explain racism and you know she basically tells like the class that blue-eyed people are you know extra smart and then you know the kids believe it immediately and then she switches it around and of course they all basically it's a um, a social experiment to basically show what the lies people believe about, uh, you know, black people. And it's, it's really great. And, uh, something it's funny. Cause when we first learned about the experiment, <laughs> our, you know, my, our, my professor was sort of longingly explaining how you would never be able to do that now. He's like, you'd be sued so much. But anyways, it's a a wonderful social experiment that we, you know, use as this example of explaining racism. But, um, there's another, um, um, lecture of hers where she's, you know, in a high school and she's talking about, um, privilege and white privilege. And, you know, she's basically just, uh, stopping, this young, uh, white woman from expressing herself and she can not handle it. And she, um, is, you know, it, the video ends up with her storming out because she is, and this is, you know, basically the experiment is that she's not allowed to have a voice. And it's interesting because there's, um, you know, people of color, you know, black people, brown people in the audience uh, in the class. And they're just like, this woman cannot handle being black for like three minutes for an ex, like a social experiment. She just keeps raising her hand, can't understand. And they're just like, you know, giving each other the side eye. Like she's just too entrenched in this privilege to give it up for even like, you know, the, the 30 minutes this class is how sad and um you know see she ends up storming out of the, the room and she just can't because she keeps getting interrupted and it's powerful because um Jane Elliot is unmoved by her white tears and you know she's just Jane Elliott's just not having it you know like she's like knows every predictable trick that she's going to be pulling out in the in the books. And she's just not having it. And this young woman just can't have it. She can't handle it. And <laughs> I I have to admit it's um, it's so satisfying to watch because oftentimes when I see these situations unfold, it's often times directed at a a person of color when i see the the person that's on the receiving end of you know white tears and someone has to just you know stoically endure that crap that act um because you know uh their emotions don't get counted as powerful or meaningful um is so degrading and dehumanizing to have that um, ability to not have a very real human emotion um, to share it because you know you don't want the additional um, you know adding insult to injury of having your emotions being disregarded in um, and not addressed in the same way you know that white women's tears are going to be getting um, addressed and you just you know you have to you can't react with anger even though you know it's fake um, you know you can't um, have a real reaction when someone is just you know be like basically you know taking the attention away and you know it's just um, it's ridiculous and so Uh, I feel that it's, it was wonderful to watch um, just um, how she was able to shut that down in such a, a, such a, a brilliant, brilliant way. So, in the video, Dr. Blay says something that I think is the crux of the issue. She says that white women are seen as more valuable than us as black women, and I think that you know hits the the nail on the head uh exactly why white women tears are so um powerful and because of that uh ranking of um being seen as you know more valuable and um it's it's something that We are socialized to believe and, you know, something we need to unsocialize ourselves to believe. So much of being an ally and being anti-racist is about uh, learning and and also unlearning um, what we've been taught um, and what we... Uh, or, you know, believe. And once you are free from that notion, um, it it's enlightening. And it's something that, you know, I talked about how I've been so, so, so fortunate to uh, uh, have um, an active anti-racism education growing up uh, to um, be shown uh, these ills and, you know, of racism and how I'll be perceived and just the lie that's being told. Um, Things are, you know, so clear to me. And I know uh, for a lot of people, it's a process and it's a journey um, of unlearning uh, these prejudices. And um, I am, again, hopeful that we are moving in the right direction again, just the very uh, idea that the, the, you know, the concept in the term of short the shorthand of a karen for like an entitled privileged you know um white woman uh exists is progress to me because you know it it speaks to um just that idea of um the expectation of serving um, her whiteness that is should not be um, allowed, which is, you know, it's it, it warms my heart. (laughs) It's, uh, It's sad, but it does, it does warm my heart to know that, you know, other people, the veil is being lifted from, you know, our eyes as a society so that we can see, um, these, you know, women for what they are. So, um, I, I do, um, I like that, you know, we are unlearning these behaviors with that, you know, we have to, um, like Jane Elliot, just not have it so that, you know, they're being exposed, they have to, um, they're the one trick pony, their one trick that they have in their, their wheelhouse of, you know, that powerful tool of manipulation that has um, sent men to their deaths is no longer going to work. We're not believing in their preciousness, in their, um, their unearned extra value, um, for being white women, that that's not going to be enough to be believed anymore. And I think that's, um, where we need to be moving as a society. Absolutely. Because, you know, there are, um, still cases where, you know, like Sharon Osbourne, you know, her tears, um, you know, just, um, Just you know, I talk about it all the time. Like Meg the Stallion just getting shot, and then people thinking it's a joke. This, this ridiculous idea of you know black women not needing protection—that white women' tears are so, um, so much more meaningful. You know, we need to get away from that. We need to open our eyes and see that this is manipulated. You're getting manipulated, um, and uh, if a White woman is crying, and that tear those tears are being directed at a person of color um, It needs extra scrutiny because um, there they can't always be believed and pay attention to that person of color specifically i i um you know it I still get like a thrill of oh, Of terror at what could have been when I think about, um, you know, Amy Cooper, if you know, it could have gone very, very wrong. um, Because I know that there are so many um, cases where nobody stopped to um, question uh, those white women tears and what we need to do, especially, especially, especially um, when, uh, those tears are directed at a person of color, at a black person is just be very, very careful that you were not jumping to any conclusions, um, because it, it literally is a matter of life and death. And then if it seems unfair, um you know, it's a hard truth. I'm going to have to say it too bad. I mean, the, the standards by which, you know, black people have been judged and executed, um, in this country has not been fair is still not fair. And so, um, we need to check ourselves, uh, as a society, when it comes to seeing these white women tears and just, you know, scrutinizing it and making sure that we aren't reacting to centuries old, um, conditioning to believe, um, in this perceived extra value to the white tears. We need to make sure that, um, you know, we're looking at this with unbiased anti-racist eyes. Um, and you know, I, I think fortunately that's what we're doing, um, in a society. And, uh, I think, uh, next week I'm going to talk about, um, toxic femininity. Um, you know, we talk about, uh, toxic masculinity and that terms thrown around a lot. Um, But you know, white women tears has uh, inspired me. And I think I want to spend a little bit more time on this next week and just focus in on this idea of toxic femininity. So I hope you tune in for that. Thank you so much for listening. And I will talk to you next time.